listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. The weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service. Educational and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now, here's your host, Julio Tomei. Welcome, Lawn Care Nation, to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tomei, and this is episode number 334, entitled Putting Your Goals in Motion. Well, hello, everybody, and thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week, and of course, for those questions and comments and uh, the uh, feedback that you guys send me uh, each and every week. Uh, it is a cold December morning here in the Pacific Northwest, and we actually got our uh, very first uh, snowfall of the year. Uh, and I know I talk about um, not uh, having too much snow, uh, but uh, here in the Pacific Northwest normally, and um, you know this wasn't a huge snow event, a couple of... Uh, maybe an inch or two of snow on the ground. And uh, they say it's going to be turning into uh, rain uh, later in the afternoon. Um, The roads are already uh, pretty clear. Uh, It's pretty slushy already. Uh, But it just, uh, you know, keeps uh, adding to that story of uh, the weather uh, in, uh, you know, my region uh, and uh, just crazy weather uh, around the world in general uh, happening. Not that snow is crazy for Canada. Uh, but, you know, here on the Pacific Northwest, of course, it's not um, as uh, a normal event. Uh, we get uh, maybe a couple of days of snow each year. And uh, typically, I think last year, uh, it wasn't until the new year, um, like February or so, uh, until we got like our first snowfall of the year. Um, so uh, definitely uh, an early one uh, for this year. And it's funny, uh, I posted a picture of my trailer this morning on Instagram, uh, showing uh, some of the snow uh, on the trailer. And uh, I got a comment on Instagram. Uh, so I wanted to do just a quick uh, kind of a fun shout out here uh, from uh, Smoking Mohawk Lawn Care. And uh, his comment was uh, too funny. I'm uh, finally on episode 144 of your podcast, and uh, you're always talking about how it rarely snows. And the first post I see today on Instagram is of yours, and it's of snow, and does a lot of uh, like LOL uh, type emojis on there. Uh, so I thought that'd be kind of fun to uh, just uh, shout out Smoking Mohawk Lawn Care. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. Um, you know, I know currently you're on episode 144, which means uh, you're uh, almost halfway through uh, the archives of uh, episodes uh, available. So probably uh, could be a while before you hear this shout out. Uh, so it'll be, uh, you know, hopefully a fun surprise uh, when you do uh, hear this shout out uh, when you finally do reach episode three. 134. So uh, this week, uh, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about uh, setting your goals in motion. Now, if you were to, uh, you know, needed to get somewhere and you, you know, got into your car and you programmed the address of where you wanted to go, that destination, into the car's GPS and it brought up a route for you, but you just sat in your driveway with the engine turned off, it wouldn't really do much good. You have to be able to turn the key, start that car, and 
put it in drive to be able to follow that plan that that GPS set out for you uh, to get to that destination, to get to that final result, to that goal uh, that you are setting out for yourself. So it's the same principle, basically, uh, with setting goals for yourself in your business is having to do that. Uh, you know, a lot of people uh, don't know how to set goals. Um, you hear it, you know, all the time, uh, setting goals for yourself and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but what does it actually mean to set goals for yourself? You know, you might think uh, a lot of times, um, you know, growing up, uh, if you're into, say, sports or something like that, just in his in his example uh and uh say you're playing um <clears throat> i'll use uh football as an example uh, uh because of, you know um, a lot of the audience i know is uh from the us and football uh is a huge uh of course a sport uh, associated uh with the united states so say you grow up and you go through um you know, your younger years and then through high school and all that sort of stuff, uh, playing football. And then you have this uh, a goal to win, say, a championship or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, you'll hear a lot of motivation. You hear coaches talking to you about setting goals for yourself and all that sort of stuff. But what does that actually mean besides, you know, thinking in your head that, uh, you know, you want to win, say, a high school championship or you want to go and play college football after or something like that. Like, how do you make it more than just that dream, uh, which is basically what a goal is when it starts out. It's just a thought in your mind. And you want to be able to uh, figure it out because, of course, if you know, just coming up with that thought in your mind is a great first step. It is the first step. Uh, you, you, you know, you really have to uh, basically think about what it is that you want out of life, what it is that you want out of whatever you know the activity is that you're you know wanting to do whether it's, you know, playing college football or whether you want to um, lose weight, uh, for example, like I did this year uh, where, you know, my goal was, hey, I'd like to, um, at the time when I started, I you know, my goal was I'd like to get back to what I weighed um, for most of my um I guess you could say adult life um, and like high school life, uh, growing up and stuff. Um, when I think of back to those years, high school and and you know early adulthood and that sort of stuff, about how much I weighed, I always weighed 170 pounds. That was just sort of uh, you know the thing. Now I wasn't. Um, I would say back then when I weighed 170 pounds, I still considered myself. Um, overweight. I wasn't, um, you know, super skinny or anything like that. Um, but, you know, when I think back to those times, uh, that's what I 
wait, so, you know, this year when, um, you know, I finally decided that uh, losing weight was something that I wanted to do, it was a goal, I set that goal for myself, what what would be a realistic goal for me uh, to be able to do? And I thought, well, 170 is pretty realistic. Now, I know a lot of people say that, you know, if you're, you know, as you get older, it becomes harder to lose weight and all that sort of stuff. And, um, you know, thinking that you can weigh what you weighed back in high school and stuff like that is, you know, probably completely unrealistic. For me, it was completely realistic because I was like, well, you know, I'm roughly the same, you know, when I graduated high school and stuff, I'm roughly the same height and stuff that I was uh, back then. Um, So that's, you know, not really a factor. Uh, But I'm also, you know, was that 170 uh, pound range at that time. So for me, that makes it very realistic, because I know that's what I was at one point in time. So why can't I go back to that? And so that's like that first step is a setting that goal. So, you know, whether it's, like I said, playing football at a higher level or losing weight um, or setting goals for yourself in starting a business, in improving your business and growing your business, whatever the case may be, that first step is to sit down and think and, you know, set that goal for you. What is it that you want? to do. And that is basically like the address that you are typing into that GPS system in your car. You are saying, hey, this is what I want. This is where I want to end up. Now, you don't have to worry because things aren't set in stone and things can change. And I've, you know, shown and kind of proved that uh, as well. Uh, this past year with that same uh, weight loss journey that I've been going on. And, uh, you know, I set that goal. And when I finally reached that 170 pound range, which was my goal, I then thought, well, I got to my goal, and that's fantastic. I'm super proud of myself for being able to do that. But in, you know, my head and, you know, my mind, I still think I'm overweight. And when I think back to those days in high school and stuff like that, when I weighed 170, I'm like, you know, I was still overweight. I could have lost 20 pounds easily. Uh, And that would have been, you know, no... uh, no big deal. Uh, so I set a new goal for myself and just thought, you know what? Let's keep going. Why stop here? I've got this momentum happening. I've reached this goal. And now when I've gotten to this goal, I've seen that I can now readjust and decide that, you know what? I think I can actually push myself even further. Uh, because, you know, unlike when I was younger, I now, as a mature adult, have the discipline to be able to continue on and, you know, reach those levels that I may not have been able to do uh, 
uh, as a young adult or, uh, you know, going through high school or anything like that. And so then I pushed myself and continued and continued and got down to 154 pounds and sit right outside. Uh, another thing uh, with uh, the weight loss is then I started to look into, you know, like the uh, BMI body mass index and all that sort of stuff. And I've got one of those uh, smart scales that you can stand on and it uh, kind of scans um you put your bare feet on it and it kind of scans and gives you like all your like body fat percentages and how much muscle uh, you have and uh, how much um, water uh, uh, percentage your body has. And uh, it has all these different metrics and they have sort of like a, uh, the metric sort of number that it measures, but then it also has sort of like a a range. Uh, so it's telling you in a color, like if you're in a red zone uh, or if you're in like the orangey yellow zone or if you're in the green zone. The green zone is uh, basically for your height and your age, uh, you know, if you're, and for the weight that you're at, uh, if that particular metric, whatever the case may be, is in sort of that healthy range. And I managed to take all uh, but one metric, all of them, uh, into the green zone. From some of them were in that orangey red, some of them were in uh, full red when I started out, uh, and uh, got them all into the green except for one, which was the the BMI, the bas- the uh, mass, uh, or yeah, the yeah the. <laughs> the body mass index. Uh, So I got them all into that except for that one. And that one was just outside uh, of that green zone of being sort of considered, you know, healthy for my um, height and my weight. And I thought, okay, well, I'm at 154. So that's probably telling me uh, based on how much I was losing before that I need to be uh, probably about 152 uh, for that to just roll over into the green and, uh, you know, uh, get me into that zone, which then uh, probably realistically means that I should strive for that 150 uh, number because then it gives me sort of a two-pound uh, leeway because another thing that I've learned is with me and my weight loss journey that I I tend to fluctuate uh, roughly about three pounds. Uh, so uh, sometimes I'm up three pounds and, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, I get down to that sort of lower number, but it's always in that sort of three pound range. And as I've lost weight, whether it's, um, you know, it's dropped another pound or whatever the case may be, it's sort of that window that kind of drops. Uh, it always reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever watched um, The Price is Right Uh game uh, on TV. I grew up, uh, you know, as a kid watching Bob Barker with The Price is Right. And one of the games that they had was like the winning uh, a car uh, game. And they would have the contestant stand there. And there'd be this like scale that would start at the top with different prices. And there'd be, um, it almost looked like a thermometer, like all these uh, price ranges inside uh, sort of the scale. And then this uh, sort of uh, red sort of window would start dropping. And in the center of the window, 
was an arrow, but there was you know, uh, room at the top and room at the bottom uh, for a bunch more of the numbers. So this this would start at the top, it would start falling, and the contestant would have to tell, um, you know, uh, Bob Barker uh, uh, when to stop the scale at the price uh, that they thought uh, that the car cost, and the, the arrow was in the middle of that window. Uh, but as long as the you know, even if they didn't get the price exactly right, uh, you know, if the price was uh, fluctuated a little bit, but it was still inside that window, whether it was higher or lower, as long as it was still in that window, they would win the car. So that's what it sort of reminds me uh, of in my weight loss journey. I kept thinking about that, uh, was that, um, you know, my target weight or, you know, what I weighed that day uh, was like that arrow in the middle of that window as that whole window was dropping from my top weight to uh, my goal weight. But some days, you know, I might uh, be on that, you know, say, one, you know, as I was dropping, say, uh, those times where I was like, you know, I got down to like 165. And I'd be like 165, then the next day it'd be like 165, but then, you know, the day after that, it'd be like 166. And then it could go to 167. And uh, and then it would kind of go back to like 165 again, and then 166, and then, you know, might drop to 165, and then the next day it could be like 167 again. And then I'd see a day where it'd go 164. And I knew after a while that, okay it would get to 164 now. And then the next day it would be like 165 and it would go up again. But I knew that the fact that it had dropped at least one day meant that I was still losing weight, that it it was starting to dip. And sure enough, as I continued on, that scale would then drop. And then now that 164 became the norm and it would fluctuate, you know, up or down three pounds from there. Uh, So, you know, for me, that's how uh, that part of it uh, worked was knowing that that I- there is that uh, fluctuation there but in general you're always heading in that right direction so you know having that goal set for yourself is that particular address and what you need to do to get to that goal is then create a plan. You can't just sit in the driveway with the keys turned off in the ignition and the car in park. It has to be running and you have to be in drive. You have to be putting yourself in motion towards your goal. But finding where to start can be very, very difficult for people. Uh, So, I'm just going to take a quick uh, break here and then uh, we'll unpack that next part right after this. So stay tuned. In lawn care today, with the right equipment, you can do jobs quickly and correctly. Hi, Jonathan Guineri here. As a product manager at Z Turf Equipment, I'm focused on innovations that help you get jobs done faster without sacrificing the quality your customers expect. From our acclaimed Z-Spray spreader sprayers to our Z-Aerate line and beyond, you can do more in less time. Visit ZTurfEquipment.com today to learn more about our innovative line of products. Okay, so how do you come up with a plan to 
achieve those goals that you've set out for yourself? Well, when I think about this, I think about um, part of the commencement speech that Steve Jobs gave, uh, where he talked about how all of the things that he had done throughout his life that uh, seemingly uh, had no connection, like him uh, dropping out of uh, university courses when he was going to university or college, uh, whatever the case was, um, that, uh, you know, there was classes that he was enrolled in that didn't interest him and he dropped out of those, but ended up just going to and just sitting in, uh, even, you know, unregistered for these classes, but going into ones that, that did uh, interest him, like calligraphy writing interest him, interested him at the time. And only later in life, he says, that looking backwards, that you can then connect the dots and see how all those decisions... And things that he did led up to Apple computers, led up to the Macintosh being the very first computer that had beautiful typefaced uh, fonts available, where previously to that, everything was just block letters. Every computer was like DOS and stuff like that. There was just these blocked letters. There was no scripts and fonts and like all these different things that you could choose from. Um, and that sort of mimicked handwriting and mimicked the flow of handwriting and, um, you know, the spacing between the letters being different depending on the letters and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, the reason that uh, Apple computers had that and were later then copied by all the other uh, computers like Windows and all that sort of stuff uh, was because of him taking that calligraphy class and learning those fundamentals and basics of of uh, writing and calligraphy and you know putting uh, that together on a page and the reasons you know why that's important and how uh, that looks to your eye and all that sort of stuff. So. I think about that of, you know, his statement of saying, you know, only looking backwards later in life, can you then connect those dots of all those things that you've kind of uh, learned in life? And I've talked about this as well, too, um, you know, with, uh, you know, my own uh, journey in life, with all the things that I've done, uh, you know, post-secondary school, going to uh, college and getting my uh, audio engineering uh, diploma. You know, I thought I was going to be uh, going into uh, recording um, and, uh, you know, recording bands and music and that sort of stuff, working in music studios um, and, uh, you know, going into uh, maybe post-production uh, for uh, movie sound effects and all that sort of stuff. And ultimately, I chose a different path after I found that uh, although I really liked doing that stuff for myself in terms of like recording music and all that sort of stuff, I really didn't enjoy the, that process doing it for other people. 
so ultimately I chose a different path, but it was interesting that then later in life, looking back and connecting those dots, I can see that, uh, you know, I used a lot of those skills with this podcast and uh, now YouTube videos and all that sort of stuff, learning some of those basics and fundamentals and things like that uh, to be able to, uh, you know, do this sort of stuff and not be intimidated by equipment and things like that uh, early on, especially when, uh, you know, it was so new. Uh, and it was a lot more involved than how easy it is now to put together a podcast and stuff uh, uh, like people can do now. You can do it so simply. When I started out this podcast, it wasn't a, a simple process. There was a lot of moving parts. Uh, and uh, until uh, only recently, uh, in the last year or so, I was still doing it the hard way because that's how I had done it up until this point. Uh, and it was only then uh, in sort of uh, changing that way, uh, readjusting and kind of uh, allowing myself to use, uh, you know, new tools and methods uh, that have evolved in podcasting to be able to uh, do things differently and a lot easier and faster now. But looking back at that, you can use that same principle of, you know, connecting those dots in helping you put your goals into motion by basically working backwards from your goals in essentially reverse engineering your goals. Uh, So whatever the case may be, whatever the goal may be that you're trying to do, um, you know, for example, you know, wanting to maybe as a young, younger kid in high school or something uh, in early high school, you know, wanting to play college football or something like that. Well, that's your end goal is maybe playing college football, or maybe your ambitions are higher that than that. Maybe it's you know NFL or something like that. Then basically working backwards from there, what would it take? What are the steps? Uh, you know, other people have done it. Uh, so what are those steps that they used uh, to get to that point? What are what are those next steps? Do you have to? Um, you know, if you're playing in a college game. Uh, what would it take to, you know, what does that life look like? What are the practice schedules? What are the, um, you know, nutrition uh, required uh, for that? Uh, what is the recovery uh, from those uh, games and that training schedule look like? And kind of going from there. And then, you know, at that high level, how many times are they practicing? How many times are they training? Are they doing any extra training? Are they doing, uh, you know, weights and stuff like that? Uh, You know, are they practicing certain drills and all that sort of stuff? What are they doing from there? And then working backwards from there and going, okay, well, now if I was at that point, um, you know, where would I go from there? Would I be recruited from high school uh, at that point? Would I, you know, what's required at that point? Do I need to put, uh, you know, game tapes uh, together of my, you know, playing footage and stuff like that? Or do coaches come out at that point uh, and watch your games live? Um, if so, do I need to contact those coaches beforehand uh, and show my interest in that particular school or whatever the case may be? Um, or, you know, is that something that's not done? And, you know, you basically go step by step backwards until you get to the point of where you are right now, uh, where you are, you know, maybe it is playing high school football right now. And you work your way backwards to get to 
where you are at this point, and you've now basically laid out a path that it's not guaranteed that that, you know, if you follow that path exactly, it's going to get you there. But it's now pointing you in the right direction of getting to your goal. And you have now different steps that you can anticipate that will be coming up. And you have probably much smaller, um, more actionable items that you can uh, do to get you going uh, in that direction. So like I say, it may not be perfect, uh, that plan, but it's going to point you in that right direction. So just like, um, you know, like I said, uh, with that GPS analogy uh, of, uh, you know, typing in the address, it's going to come up uh, with a plan. It's going to tell you the streets and the routes to take based on the information that it has available at this moment. Now, when you're setting your goals, sometimes they're short-term goals, sometimes they're long-term goals. And, you know, in the case of long-term goals, things change. So, you know, there may be different um, aspects that can then influence different things. For example, with me. Um, with my weight loss journey, like I said, originally my, uh, you know, if you had told me back, uh, in December of 2020, uh, and that's actually, you know, kind of uh, poignant to think that I am, uh, literally about two or three weeks a day, uh, two or three weeks away, uh, from, uh, working out and basically changing my complete lifestyle, working out, adding exercise uh, to my daily routine for a solid year, uh, which is something I would have never uh, imagined myself doing. So if I were to, you know, go back almost a year now, three weeks shy of a year, and think that, uh, you know, heading up to Christmas, uh, and at this point last year, um, working out and exercise and stuff wasn't even a a thing in my mind. It wasn't something I had desired to do or uh, thought I would do or anything like that. Uh, And uh, so it's interesting to think that, you know, almost a year later, I've committed to exercise every single day. um, And I've measured it every single day. I have, uh, you know, using my Apple Watch, I can go back through the calendar of it, you know, with those rings and the calories burned and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, part of my motivation is every day is making sure I fill those rings um, uh, for my move goal and stand goal uh, and calories and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, to sort of set that uh, in motion, uh But like I said, with those long-term goals, with me, when I first started, I thought, okay, you know, 170, it's, I think, is achievable from the, you know, between, I would say probably about, you know, 215, 217, you know, that range was fluctuating how much I was, you know, what I weighed before at the highest, I was like 220 at certain points. Um, But I think I was about 215 uh, last year when I started uh, working out uh, to think, you know, 170 uh, was achievable, 
but it was still a long journey, especially when I started out. It was a monumental task to think that, you know, I would get to that 170. And then to not only get to it, but to then be like, you know what? I'm going to readjust now um, because that plan sort of got me here. But now with the information that I now have, uh, I know that I can do better and actually, you know, get into the best shape of my life. So, like I said, it may not be perfect uh, when you start out with that plan. You start out with that, um, you know, how you're going to attack that goal. But the whole key with the sort of beginning process when you're doing that reverse engineering and you're uh, working your way backwards is that it's going to point you in the right direction. And that is the most important thing because you're just taking the information that you have at this moment and getting it so that you're going in that right direction. You're taking those steps in that right direction. And as information changes, as new things uh, develop, like, uh, you know, uh, for with the podcast, for example, uh, as new technology comes along that makes things easier, then you can adjust and you see that, hey, I could, you know, actually uh, utilize this program or do this differently and it's going to accelerate my results. Uh, so, you know, don't worry about the nitty gritty of the uh, plan that you're coming up with. Just worry about the fact that you're coming up with a plan to start with. Just like your GPS, it's going to give you that initial information to say, you know, um, this is the streets that you need to take to get to that destination. But how many times have you gotten into your car, you set that address, you start driving and it says, you know, it's going to take you 30 something minutes or whatever the case may be to get to this location. And as you drive, you start to notice that that time is getting longer because it's constantly updating and there may be an issue. There could be a, an accident on a road uh, that uh, it had originally planned and now that route is delayed. So it's going to, you know, do the recalculating and, and tell you that, you know, you should, you know, maybe take a detour uh, or go around somewhere else or, you know, that there's a, a quicker way now based on now the information that's available. So it's okay to come up with that initial plan um, because things can change uh, and it's fine to readjust along the way. But like I said, the most important thing is just just get yourself going on that plan. Uh, get yourself started in that right direction. And then just course correct from there as needed. So a tip that I would give people as well is, you know, human beings are creatures of habit. So if you're trying to make a major life change, uh, to basically, you know, nobody knows you better than you. And you can make excuses for why you're not getting the results you want or why you're not achieving the goals you want. When you're talking to other people, it's very easy to do that. 
but you can't do that to yourself because you know it's a lie. There's no making excuses to yourself and, and believing it. You know, ultimately, why things aren't working out. Why things, if you, you know, look deeply at yourself in why those things. So for me, and I'll use the, the weight loss as a thing throughout my adulthood, I have gone through, you know, exercising. I joined a gym. Um, I remember uh, at a certain time, um, things are a lot different now. It's a lot uh, cheaper to join gyms and stuff like that. But I remember joining the, this gym when I was in my uh, 20s because I wanted to lose weight. And back then I was about 170 pounds. So I was trying to, you know, lose some weight. Like I said, at 170, I always felt like I was overweight and wanted to lose some, uh, some pounds and stuff. And, uh, I remember joining a gym and it was like a $500 membership just to, to be a member of the gym. And then you had to pay like a $25 fee every month from there. And if you missed any month, if you didn't pay that $25 fee any month, then your membership was canceled and you lost like the whole $500 investment and all that sort of stuff. So I initially did that thinking, well, you know, that's good motivation is, you know, putting that money up front, that $500 buying a membership for $500, uh, and then having to pay, you know, a membership due each month is going to keep me motivated because I don't want to lose that five hundred dollar investment. But uh, I'll tell you what: within a year, I was out. I stopped working out, stopped going to the gym, and then quickly stopped paying my membership fee and lost my, you know, five hundred dollar investment. And you know, you may say that uh, the gym kind of was you know, playing with people, knowing that that's what people do. People join a gym, they work out for three months, four months, and then quickly lose motivation and all that sort of stuff and then end up stop going. And, you know, that's just a way for them to sort of cash in uh, on a lot of money and stuff. They don't do that anymore, um, thankfully, at least at that gym. Uh, You just pay a straight, you know, monthly fee sort of thing to uh, use the facility and that's it. Uh, But... um, it's one of those things. And I thought, you know, I thought back to those experiences. So for me, <clears throat> the problem, and then other times I would, you know, um, buy weights and stuff like that, home gyms and things like that. And I did that uh, myself years later and tried to work out and stuff. And again, you know, that worked out pretty good. But then, you know, I quickly kind of lost motivation. And I learned from me knowing myself that what I need to do when it comes to exercise is that I need to make it a daily habit. I can't do this workout three days a week thing. Uh, because, you know, that may work out fine in the beginning. Um, but it's going to quickly lose me over the months. For me, I need to make it part of my daily routine. It needs to be something that's done every single day so that there's no excuses. There's no, oh, you know, today's my off day, so I don't have to work out sort of thing. And then, you know, the next day you work out and then, you know, maybe it's every other day or whatever the case may be. But then, you know, maybe it's like, oh, you know, that's okay. 
I don't really feel like today or I'm a bit sore or whatever the case may be. I'll, uh, you know, skip it today and then just do, you know, work out tomorrow, that sort of thing. And that's how it sort of started. And then, you know, quickly two days turns into three days to four days to five days to uh, two weeks that you haven't worked out, that sort of thing. So for me, it was like, nope. This time around, it has to be every single day. No excuses. If my body is sore, then work out a different part of the body and do that. Instead of working out those same parts every day, because obviously that's not good for you either, is just work out different muscle groups every single day so that it's it's always different. And that way you're getting that proper uh, rest and recovery and stuff like that, but you're also, um, you know, uh, making it uh, part of your uh, routine. Now, some days, you know, I was doing heavily into like weightlifting and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, sometimes you get injuries that are um, inevitable and stuff like that. And, you know, I did get a, a, an injury with a shoulder and things like that. So then, you know, I shifted to doing things that I you know, could do whether it was uh, leg workouts uh, or uh, doing uh, longer, like 10k walks and things like that. And I started doing that throughout the summer to give uh, some of those uh, muscles that uh, were maybe um, injured and stressed too much from weightlifting and stuff uh, a chance to do something different. But always continued that every single day because I know that that's what works for me. That may not work for you. You may be completely different in setting your goals. But for me, it's a daily thing. I know for me, it has to be part of my daily routine, just like, uh, you know, waking up and having a cup of coffee every day, something, you know, don't even think about just something you do. Uh, For me, it has to be that has to be uh, exercise incorporated in. And I did an episode uh, early on about, uh, you know, 90 days to uh, good habits and all that sort of stuff. And again, like the exercise for me this year just proves it again that, hey, you know, this is, um, you know, working out for me. And, uh, you know, I talked a bunch in that episode as well about uh, water flossing and stuff after brushing your teeth and things like that and how I use that same 90 day thing to uh, make that a habit. And it's still a thing I do every day now. I can't go to sleep without not only brushing my teeth and flossing, but then also water flossing on top of that. Uh, so it's one of those things, uh, you know, so knowing yourself because you can't fool yourself, you can't lie to yourself uh, and figuring out, you know, through past habits, uh, what works best for you and incorporating that uh, to try to, uh, you know, get to achieve your goals. So the other thing that I would say is to create, you know, tiny uh, easy to follow actions. Don't make things so monumental to have to do. Uh, make things small and bite sized. You know, if you want to lose weight, then you know your end goal could be um, you know whatever the case the weight is that you want to lose. But don't focus on that. You have to because, like I said, when I was doing it and working out in the beginning. I was looking at that end goal and going, man, like it's like, I'm never going to get to that 170 range. Right. And, you know, 154 pounds is like, that would be insane to think, uh, you know, that I would weigh 154. Uh, so, you know, that 170, but what I could think of was just focusing on that one pound, losing that next pound 
That was it. That's all I had to focus on was losing that one pound uh, this week and go from there. And, uh, you know, and that's basically how I did it was just in bite sized portions. I always, uh, in the beginning, just thought of, I weighed myself every day and, um, but I was always looked to Fridays, always looked to that, you know, just before the weekend that I wanted to get to that and whether, whatever it was like three pounds that week or whatever the case may be, two pounds that week I wanted to lose. And, you know, I just kind of worked on it like that, just bite size portions of, uh, doing, and I could, by weighing myself every day over time, um, I could see habits forming and I could see like literally what I was eating was affecting my weight. I could see how close I was getting to that goal and I could readjust because, you know, I'd be doing a routine of doing basically uh, certain workouts and, uh, you know, certain, uh, you know, running on a treadmill and things like that. And there'd be, you know, I remember specifically a couple of cases where it was like, man, I'm like so close to this, you know, goal for Friday to get to this certain weight range. But if I do what I'm doing that I always do, it's going to be just short because I know based on the fact that I've been doing this, uh, you know, and know from what I'm eating and stuff like that, where I'm at. Uh, so, you know, what I would do like that particular day or whatever is like, I would do my routine on the treadmill and then typically then I would go and like do weights or something like that. Uh, so then what I did that time was like, I did my normal routine on the treadmill, did my weights, but then I hit the treadmill again and I was like, I'm reaching that goal. So I hit the treadmill a second time and did that full treadmill routine the second time on that Friday. And sure enough, I surpassed that goal that I wanted uh, and got into it. And and it just, just got into it. So I knew that, hey, if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't done that extra little bit and readjusted, recourse corrected based on all the information that I have, that I'm gathering and learning as I go, that I'm not going to hit that goal unless I take this extra step this one time and then sort of set myself back up. And then it's like, okay, now I'm back on this thing because, hey, that, uh, you know, what we had for dinner this week or whatever the case may be, it threw me off a bit uh, in my numbers. And that's why I'm a bit shy. So if I do that extra step and it's going to take me uh, to that extra goal. Now, I know I'm talking a lot about weight loss and stuff like that. And hopefully you guys aren't getting too... um, uh, you know, um, thinking that this has nothing to do with lawn care and stuff like that. It all has to do with goal setting. Um, you know, it's just using uh, an analogy of something uh, that I can talk to you guys about uh, that I, that has been recent, not something that's been like, uh, you know, 15, 16 years ago when I started my lawn care business and putting those uh, goals into action of all those different steps uh, that you need to do. It's exactly the same uh, principle. So another thing that um, that I learned recently, uh, listening to uh, different podcasts that I listen to, uh, a lot of you guys may know uh, Andy uh, Frisella. Uh, he's got a podcast as well, and he talks about uh, the power list. So if you haven't listened to Andy Frisella's uh, podcast, and actually, I'm not sure, actually. Uh, uh, his old podcast should be up. I heard this on his old podcast. He's he's changed podcast names and stuff like that. So I'm not sure if the old one is still available. 
but I would look up Power List, Andrew Frisella, uh, and just see uh, if it's something that resonates with you. And basically, in a nutshell, uh, he says to come up with a, a power list. Uh, when you're trying to, you know, make those big life changes, trying to, you know, make your, uh, achieve those goals that you want to do. And basically a power list is taking five items, just take five actions that you need to do each and every day, uh, whatever the case may be. So, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, uh, you know, it could be, uh, you know, your exercise, you have to do, you know, a certain amount of cardio, maybe a certain amount of weights, uh, whatever the case may be, five certain items. You know, if you're trying to do, uh, get more customers, say you're looking to get uh, commercial clients for your lawn care business, well, you know, your five uh, action items, your five power list items could be to call uh, randomly out of the blue, just cold calls, five businesses that uh, you would like to quote on uh, and find out that information, find out who to contact, when they accept bids, all that sort of stuff. And you do that today, five calls. But here's the thing, tomorrow you do five more calls five different businesses, and you repeat it every single day. What do you think will happen uh, if you do that? If you just randomly, out of the blue, just start looking up uh, businesses in your area, and you start doing cold calls, whether it's on the phone, whether it's you're driving to a specific location, and you're walking in and presenting your information and saying, you know, asking to talk to whoever is in charge of hiring the grounds maintenance crews and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, or asking, you know, uh, if you can drop off uh, a bid uh, on that, or when they accept bids and all that sort of stuff, you're going to gather a lot of intel uh, on that. And I guarantee you, by doing that every single day, that you are going to get those commercial clients that you want and that you need uh, for your lawn care business. But it's a, uh, an easy item because if you think, you know, say your goal is to have uh, 60 or 70 commercial clients, that's what you want. You want to have like 70 properties or something that you're taking care of uh, in your business. You want commercial client clients, that's what you want because uh, then you can maybe do like snow removal and stuff like that on those properties and all that sort of stuff. That's sort of a monumental task to think like, how am I going to get 70? But if you break it down to just contacting and talking to five each day, well, that's easy. You can go and talk to five each day. It doesn't mean you're going to get all five of those each day. You know, you may get five no's that day. You may get uh, five we're not interested that day. You may get five get the heck off our property that day. Uh, whatever the case may be, but you did that five and that's all you have to worry about for that day. Uh, if you do those five, it's a win for that day. If you miss one uh, of those five, you know, then it's not a win. It's not bad uh, per se uh, because you don't always need uh, you know to do uh, you don't like uh, in an election you don't need every vote to win you just need the majority uh, of votes uh, cast for you to win so you know if you set up uh, five and one day you can only do four for whatever the reason something comes up or something like that, don't beat yourself up because if, you know, four is still better uh, than zero. And if, you know, the 
previous, uh, you know, five days before that, you did all five, then you're still in the right direction. You're still a uh, thing. But having that five is a small, easy uh, task that you can uh, manage for the day, uh, especially when you're just starting out and, uh, you know, you don't know where to begin that five. So if it's like, you know, you want five uh commercial clients or you want five residential clients, go knock on five doors. Uh, talk to those uh, five customers. Uh, maybe it's uh, putting door hangers or flyers on five houses or five blocks or five neighborhoods, whatever the case may be. And you're going to do that today. Uh, and then tomorrow you're going to do another five blocks. Uh, you know, whatever the case may be, coming up with that power list of uh, five things uh, that you need to do each and every day, uh, you know, regardless, like seven days a week, this is what you're doing uh, until you achieve or get to uh, that uh, particular goal. And the last thing uh, to remember, I would say, is that uh, just remember that all these small little changes that you make, you know, when you're reverse engineering, and you're thinking about that major goal, but then you're working yourself, you know, working it backwards to where you are, you know, it may seem like, you know, if you're thinking about starting a lawn care business and your end goal is imagining that you've got this, uh, you know, say I'll use um, Corey Ballard as an example uh, with his uh, perfect cut uh, system. Uh He's got, uh, you know, owns that perfect cut company. He's got uh, tons of trucks, tons of employees. Uh, you know, he's got, uh, you know, a huge location. Uh, they service uh, thousands of properties, that sort of thing. To work his way backwards to where he began as a kid in school, mowing lawns and hiring people, you know, and he'd had people mowing lawns while he was going to school and then he would join them after school and and continue on you know you think about those small little things that he was doing all those small things like you know think of something very simple like uh one of the very first steps in uh you know starting a lawn care business like picking a name for your business uh registering uh that uh name or doing a name search uh if that's something that's required uh, to uh, search to see if you can legally use that name, registering that name with the government after, uh, you know, uh, figuring out whether you want to be a sole proprietor or LLC or, you know, um, um, incorporated uh, business. You think about those um, small little things and they're simple little tasks to do to, you know, just start thinking of a name, start, you know, jotting down uh, a name. But when you think about that end result of that massive company with employees, with all that stuff, it's just massive. It can, you know, it makes your, your mind spin of, you know, how to get to that point. But when you work it your way back down, all those steps start to become very tiny because Corey Ballard would have had to do that same thing. He would have had to sit down and write down names of, you know, potential names and, you know, figure out, does any other company use this name? It's a simple little bite-sized task to begin with. But in the end, 
all of these little small tasks that you do, the small changes that you make each and every day, whether it's uh, knocking on, uh, you know, five doors, if that's on your power list, or, uh, you know, starting daily exercise, whether you're starting uh, with walks, um, like I did uh, when I started on the treadmill, I started this uh, routine uh, doing walks. And I remember, you know, by the end of this particular routine where it does like inclines and hills and all this sort of stuff, you know, I was out of breath. I was huffing and puffing. Uh, and so it's crazy to think that by doing that each and every day, you see those little, little improvements, those little um, gains that get you to your end goal to think that, hey, there'd be one day where I'd be going and doing that uh, treadmill routine in a full run with a full sprint at the end, and then going and doing weights after that, and then going, you know what, I think I got to do that whole treadmill routine again, and doing that whole run with the hills and the sprints and all that stuff a second time to think back, you know, only, you know, within six months at that point, it was like six months earlier when I had started, you know, I could barely get through the walking portion of that uh, with all the hills and, and uh, all that sort of stuff without, uh, you know, being completely out of breath and stuff uh, at the end. So it's those small little changes that equal massive results in the end and are what ultimately get you to your goals. So, you know, hopefully I didn't lose you guys uh, on this uh, episode talking about, uh, you know, the weight loss journey and all that sort of stuff. Uh, uh, I know it's not uh, exactly, um, you know, uh, lawn care business uh, topic, that portion of it, but it's just, it's still the same fundamental thing uh, of having, uh, you know, setting your goals and how to uh, achieve those goals, how to uh, get through all of that. So uh, that's it for this one, guys. Here's to wishing you guys all overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business. Bye for now.